Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I am Ramon Ray, and everybody, welcome to Breakfast with Champions, founded by Glenn Lundy, if you didn't know already, who always brings fire and amazement, motivation, education, inspiration to the stage, and we're going to have another great hour today. We've just heard from Richard and what he's working on. Definitely pour into him, and thank you to the whole team who helps put this show together, because it is a show, but a show of information to change your life. T.M. Hyman, always good to see your face there, brother, the icon. David Hill, what's up, man? Good to see you over the weekend. I love that blink of note of, of affirmation. TM, how are you, by the way? How's your body? How's your mind? How's your soul? How you feeling? Are you good? Oh, man, I am great. I'm coming off of a run right now, Ramon, and so I'm listening. I uh, was just blessed by Alexander's segment and, and just his heart uh, for people, man, and, and I was a little uh, I was a little disappointed, Ramon, not to get uh, all that, that high vibrating energy from you, but I respect <laughs> it because you're a little, little wonk little zonked out right but uh for good purposes and good reasons i feel great and and i know you feel great too regardless of uh, your vibrations this morning yeah man over the past two days literally i think i slept don't tell my wife 
one hour. And that's not good. I don't say it out of pride, but I'll tell you more in a bit. But TM, good to see you. And Yen, I hope you're well. Renee Noor, always seeing your baller pictures on IG. Dora Maria, thanks for all you do. Christina Howard, I hope you're feeling great today. Mary Lynn, I hope you're well. I'm sure you are. Christina's blinking, so that means she's balling. I love it. And everybody else here, thanks for being here. Tom, good to see you. Annette, good to see you. Richard, again, good to see you. Jackie and Kim, I'm just going through so many amazing names here. I can't call everyone out. Megan DiMartino's in the house. So what's up? What's up? Chima's here. I love it. I love it. I love it. Dr. O. Always love what you do and how you bring it. And I hope I hear from you during my segment today, Dr. O. And everybody who's on stage or off stage, glad you're here. But this indeed, because you always have a new person here, is Breakfast with Champions, one of the biggest clubs on Clubhouse. Therefore, one of the biggest clubs in the entire world and galaxy. Definitely keep that chat lit. Coach Zaldua, good morning to you as well. Keep the chat lit. And listen, share the room out. Share is one of the biggest features on Clubhouse. It's not for us. It's so those in your life who you want to need to understand this knowledge and information can hear from you. So thanks for being here today and we'll go on to 830. And those who are hearing the this segment live, glad you're here. And I look forward to your participation as I do every time in my segment. And those who are hearing this is the podcast. Thanks for listening as well. What we're going to talk about today is one thing and one thing alone. And that's lessons I learned in leadership from volunteering. Lessons I learned in leadership from volunteering, as many of you may have heard, I'm on day 14, the final day, I think it's day 14, of me volunteering for a big event with my church, bringing thousands of people to a college campus here in Pennsylvania. It's a pretty big, exhausting event. In fact, right now I'm laying in my bed. Usually I'm up at, what, 4.35 in the morning, but I'm like, nope, I need to get some sleep. And so, uh, I, but it's been a very refreshing time, and I'm going to share with you today some lessons I've learned in leadership, not not duplicating what I shared before, but these are new lessons I learned. But before I get to that, here's what I did this weekend. So check it out. I live in New Jersey. I went to Pennsylvania. I was volunteering in Pennsylvania. This past Friday, I took a flight. I First, I hired, an, I took a car, a 90-minute car ride to Pittsburgh, and then I took a 54-minute flight, like an annoying flight, 54-minute flight from Pittsburgh to Chicago Friday. I got on stage on Saturday and spoke at a large conference for group practice owners. These are therapists who are not solo practitioners, but therapists who have a group practice of other therapists. I was intimidated a bit because the only therapist I know, as it were, there could be others, is Dr. Janie Lacey, who's amazing in our community, and Larissa Harrington. And I was intimidated because these two ladies bring so much. They're so confident, they're so poised, they're so put together. And I'm like, what the heck do I have to do at an event with therapist? So I had this, I hate to use the word imposter syndrome, but I guess that's kind of what it was. I was a bit intimidated, a bit, a little fearful. And so I went to that event, but by God's grace, it went so well. And here's a few reasons why it went well. I'm going to dive into the lessons I learned in leadership. But I had to remind myself, as many of you know, I've been a professional speaker for 20 years. So I fly around the world and I speak on stages. I host events. I MC events all over the world for the largest brands in the world. But I reminded myself, Ramon, just be human. There is a reason that the organizers of this event paid and picked you. And I was on there with Don Miller. Some of you know Don Miller, a story brand. I, he was keynoting the day, first day event. Then I was keynoting the event. So I was like, that's pretty cool that I get to say I'm keynoting an event that Don Miller's a part of as well. So that was cool. So I reminded myself, be human. And they said, of course, many of you say it, it kind of bothers me because I just, I, I wish it was more, I wish it was different, I wish it was smarter, and these are things inside my head, but I got that God arrived there to the conference, and the organizer said, Ramon, we're so glad you're here, we need your energy on the stage. And I, because I guess I wish I'd hear them say, Ramon, we need your brain power. Ramon, we need your smarts. Ramon, we need your eloquence. Ramon, we need your, your pithy little things you say. No. Most of the time, it's Ramon, we need your energy. And I need to realize that's the gift God's given me and why I get paid to do it. And number two, though, I realized the therapy therapist business, group practice owners in the medical world to a degree, even though I felt what in the world can I say to them, the fundamentals of business, ladies and gentlemen, are no different. 
The fundamental aspects of business are the same no matter what business you're in. Whether you're a sheep herder, a therapist, or a barber, the fundamentals of business are the same. So I realized that and I brought that to the stage. The third thing I brought, again, I'm not in my segment yet. I'm going to share with you the lessons I learned in leadership. But everyone needs help. And I had the opportunity to have breakfast with the therapist before I got on stage. One tip, those of you who are speakers and aspire to be speakers, always hang out with the people you're serving. You don't really have the right and you're doing a disservice to your audience, going on stage speaking to your audience, and you don't even know what they do. So I got to, I went to the app of the conference app. That's a really another tip. And they said they had a breakfast, you can inform a breakfast with 20 of the attendees. I joined them for breakfast and I got to talk to them about their needs. And I realized, and one person told me, and this helped me so much as I was preparing to go on stage. She said, Ramon, as therapists, we are amazing at listening. We can listen like nobody's business. She said, as therapists, we are trained to not focus on us and focus on the client. That's what she said. But she said, Ramon, that same way our heart is, it sinks us in business because we don't like to self-promote. So many of us don't like to do the videos. Many of us don't like to talk about ourselves. And I realized, aha, that's what I can bring out and help them with. And the last part of this is that own what you bring to the table. Own it. Own it. Own it. I had to push out the thoughts of I can't help. I had to push off the thoughts of, you know, these are all people with MBAs and doctorates and they're all smarter than me and they're all fancier than me. And, and those, they didn't feel that way. That was just in my head. <laughs> and this happens to me most times when I go on stage. I get intimidated so easily. But I had to push those thoughts out. I had to self-therapize myself and own the gift God brings me. And some of you may have seen the video. If you haven't, please go right now. Go to Facebook. Look at the last one or two or three posts I did. We lit up that room. I had the therapist on their feet, singing, clapping their hands, laughing, smiling. And they said, Ramon, this was one of the best sessions we've ever, ever had. So I thought to share that with you because, again, we all have needs, we all have issues, and each of us brings something to the table that the other person doesn't have. Let me pause a minute. Did that help anybody today on the stage? Anybody have a comment on that? Anybody have a thought on that before I get to the meat of my discussion? But I'd love to hear what you thought of Ramon's experience going from Pennsylvania, a 90-minute car ride to Pittsburgh, 54-minute flight to Chicago, staying overnight, then speaking just 90 minutes in uh, Chicago, then flying back. It's amazing. I was in the air, air, what, for hours and hours away just to impact the lives for 90 minutes, but it was so well worth it. Let me pause real quick. Anybody want to join me? Just unmic, say your name if you, if anything I just said right there. Jackie is all you hey, know for, Jackie. Listen, I wish I, I'm from Chicago and I wish I would have known you were here. I would have become a therapist just to get <laughs> to that meeting. <laughs> But yes. I just want to say thank you, Ramon. You know, I can't even imagine you. I can't. Oh, Go ahead, talking. Jackie. That's okay. We'll catch him. I go ahead. Yeah, I I can't imagine you ever thinking that you didn't ever have enough of anything. You you definitely light up a room, a stage. Just your audible voice. There's so much power in it. You yourself is a therapist and what you bring to the table, because you therapeutically enlighten us every morning. You therapeutically lift our spirits every morning just with your tone, with your energy, with your voice. So I just want to say thank you so much, Ramon, for what you do. I appreciate you. And I tell you, doors, I just will be, always be open to you because of who you are. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate that, Jackie. But but it, what about in your life as well, Jackie? Have you found though sometimes, even though we are strong people, have you found that like one inch below before you take the stage, before you talk to the client, before you do that, do you feel a little fear inside? And it could be just me, but does that make sense what I was saying, how I felt even though, thank you, I, I know what I've done and I've been doing it for years. It's just that fear came in and, and it does every now and then. What, what do you think? Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. It does make sense because even though you know you are, uh, pretty much a master of what you bring, what you do, is always that fear of you're not, you're never enough. You're never gonna bring enough. You, will you really serve the people as you want to, you know? And always at the end, you feel all those overwhelming feelings, but at the end, you always bless everybody. You know, and I know I get that all the time. Jackie, you're so amazing with what you just brought. I needed that, and we get that all the time. But you always feel that insecurity within yourself that it's never gonna be enough to satisfy the people or to bless the people. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, Jackie. Thank you for sharing that. Health wealth. Thank you for your kind word as well. Anybody else want to comment on what I what you heard, how it helped you, didn't help you? Thoughts, comments, thoughts before we go into the main meat of my talk today. Anybody else on mic say your name? And if not, it's all good. Hey, it's Robin. All right, all right. Robin, please. Jackie, I am so sorry. I think my app cut out and I thought you were not speaking. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Ramon, what came to mind is you were living proof of what they wanted. That energy that got you through that trip, you showed up and showed what that energy was all about. And you were just such a blessing. Well, I appreciate that so much. Good, good, good. So good to hear from you, Robin. Good to hear from you, Jackie. We will move on. Robin, thank you for sharing that. You're so, so right. And what one thing I was afraid of, or maybe the word afraid is not the right word, what I was afraid of is that I hope I'm not causing them fear because standing up and clapping and screaming and yelling and all those things, I was like, ooh, I hope I'm not repulsing them. But afterwards, they said, no, Ramon. What you, you, what you said is what we needed and what you did is what we needed. So if y'all didn't hear, I, I, I had them sing another, a new song called I Am a Therapist. I Am a Therapist. It was a fantastic song. <laughs> All right. I heard a mic, so I just want to make sure it wasn't somebody who wanted to speak in. I always want to leave room for others to speak. Hey, yo, Ramon, is David. How are you, Hey, sir? David. Good morning, man. How are you feeling, man? How are you and your family? Y'all doing all right? Things are good, my friend. Things are really good. I'm just here at the gym right now. But I just wanted to, I think it's a great reminder just to, you know, when you, when you talked about how, you know, you were a little intimidated and then that, you know, you went to the meeting and they shared with you how, you know, they're really, really great at listening, but not so great at promoting or marketing or selling. And it's just such a good reminder not to, you know, compare ourselves to others because everybody's got their own stuff. You know, don't come, there's an old saying, don't compare your, your insides to other people's outsides. And I'm not saying you were doing that, but it's just such a, a great reminder to realize that we can help everybody. Everybody can be helped. Anybody, everybody's got their own stuff, you know? So just a good reminder of that, Ramon. Thanks, man. Thanks for what you do. Uh, David, you're right, man. And thank you for that reminder. And that's, hey, listen, that's one weakness I have, right? Meaning hopefully I don't do it too much. But often when I'm on stage or whatever, I'm like, oh, David, man, he can like sell, you know, uh, fire to a firehouse. That was a dumb example. But you know what I mean? I'm like, man, I wish I had that. But you're right, David. We all have gifts. And I think for me, even just sharing with you all, David, I probably need to focus more on what Ramon does well and not be so intimidated so easily. But David, I'm so glad you're at the gym. My brother, I'm going to tell you, David. Now, let me ask you a question, David. Yesterday, David, I, you've probably seen these events where they have these, what, 40, 50-pound slabs that support the drapes. I was lifting them, moving them inside a, 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 a storage lockers or a truck, lifting like what felt like 150-pound speakers. That's what I was doing, David, for hours. Is that okay of a workout, David? Can I please just sit and do nothing today, or do I have to work out today, David? Please give me the answer I'm looking for, David. Please yeah, have mercy on me. I would definitely sign up for a strongman competition. And then after that, take, take like three weeks off. You're in good shape, brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, everybody, we're going to move on to my another part of the segment today. Again, welcome to Breakfast with Champions. This is Ramon Ray <clears throat> with a slightly hoarse voice, or maybe because I didn't drink anything when I woke up this morning, just got on the app to share with you all. But let's dive into it. Lessons in leadership I learned from volunteering at this large, large church conference that I was at with thousands and thousands of people, some lessons in leadership I learned. I shared a bit about this last week, so if, it's, if you heard this part of it forgive me but this is going to be fresh and new the lessons i learned but just to set the context again thousands of people are descending upon a college campus in pennsylvania and by the way somebody has a hot mic just so you know you can mute that if you can so thousands of people and to do this event it takes the registration team registering people to put them in the college dorms it takes the transportation team to pick people up from the airport and bring them back in buses and et cetera. We have to rent a fleet of vehicles, install GPS trackers. We get thousands of dollars of gas cards so we can fill our vehicles with gas. It takes the hospitality team who provide linens to the overseas guests so they can we can make them feel a bit more hospitable for coming from overseas. We have coffee and tea services and ironing boards and et cetera. We have our security team, our operations team, which has to kind of help with traffic control and things like this. We have our whole team inside, our audio video team, which is the hundred microphones we have and speakers we have and soundboard we have and laying 600 feet of, of what we call snake to wire the place together, carpet and chairs. It's a big operation. And we self do it ourselves. We don't outsource this. We do it all ourselves. 
And so it's a lot. And my role was in charge of the shuttle. Uh, hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. A team that we have and also operations overall. So, for example, one lady was diabetic, and we're, we sit at a desk with registration. So registration handles registration, but everything else they throw to the operations team. Lost keys, lost luggage, lost kids, people need diabetic who needs to go to McDonald's quickly. They throw all of, it, all of that at us, and guess what? I love every bit of it. I love being thrown into the chaos. Thank you, Tanya. I appreciate that, Tanya, that kind word. So that's what they throw to the operations team, and I love it. And here's what I learned as I dive into what I learned volunteering for two weeks. I came here June 28 people. So I've been living in a small box in a college dorm in a bed by myself, not in bed with my lady, in a college dorm for two weeks. But it's been great because I love to volunteer and I love it. But let me share with you what I've learned in this time. So one is that sometimes you have to speak, quote unquote, harsh to people for their own sake. Now, this is a Christian conference, but isn't it interesting when it's hot and people are done with church and they want to get back to their dorm room, most people will walk, but we have shuttle service for those who don't want to walk the 15 minutes, 12 minutes to their dorm, you know, at night or morning or whatever it may be. So we have a cones up and we say, the shuttle van's going to come to this location, get in line. But did you know people? And I don't know if y'all know this. If you knew this, I want you to blink your mic. Did you know that Christian people are not all saints? Did y'all know that? Did you blink your mic if, if you Maryland's like, yeah, Ramon, hello. <laughs> Christian people are not all saints. TM's like aggressively. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, y'all know what I'm saying. Cracking so Alexander, TM, and Maryland, I'm telling you, these beautiful, beautiful in wood, right? Everybody see y'all blinking? These beautiful, beautiful people. Church just finished. We praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Alexander. The power is might. Then they get online. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. People pushing. Why didn't you put me on the bus? Why you put her on the bus in front of me? I'm like, y'all. And then most of them know me. I'm like, people, y'all just left the meeting. <laughs> y'all just were at the altar and y'all get ready to fight. Come on, people. Let's not do this. So we had fun out there. But that was interesting. And so going back to the lesson, speaking harsh, here's what I had to do. And often, many times, Christina, your emoji is hilarious. I see your emoji there, Tim. Here's what I had to do. I had to get a little harsh. Stop. Everybody, step back. No. Don't open the van door. Do not open that van door. You're not next in line. That's what I had to do. And I felt bad. I didn't really feel bad, but I realized... I had to what I call, quote unquote, speak harsh to people for their own sake. Because if I wouldn't have kept discipline, if I wouldn't have kept order, if I wouldn't have held the line, it wasn't just me, I was training a team of young, young guys and girls were there. If I wouldn't have kept discipline, things would have got out of hand, things would have got chaotic, somebody could have got hit by one of our vans, and I couldn't afford for that to happen. So that was lesson number one, that I had to speak, quote unquote, maybe there's a better word, harsh to people for their own sake. Because the times I wasn't there, because again, you know, God is given one of the things I have is I do so many things this campus. I was pulled in all directions. Ramon, come here, Ramon, come here, Ramon, come here. But I couldn't be everywhere to lead. But the times I wasn't there, the times I was working on some other problem, and I was training others, but God gives everybody different grace. That was my grace. I could see there were issues. Like one of our young guys, just brand new. He was new there. He didn't know English very well as well. He was from Mexico. And I put him in the line. The line didn't quite go too perfect. People would run over him. And they were even more frustrated. But when I was there, even though they were frustrated at me because I would tell them to stop. I would say, no, don't get in that van. Even though they were frustrated with me personally, the line went smooth. The line went well. And for example, there'd be old people that I'd see from a distance, an old lady who was crippled, for example, and she was in a cane on a wheelchair and she couldn't move well. 
I would put her ahead of the line, say, stop, stop. Nobody's getting to the van. Nobody's getting to the car. She is getting in first. I would make that call right on the line. And so they, my team all the time, these are younger guys, they weren't able to have that authority, but I was training them as well to do it. So that's one lesson I learned is that sometimes you have to speak harsh to people for their own sake. Second thing I learned is the power of humor. Y'all know I like to have a good time. We all have different graces right now. We deliver. We all have different ways how we do things. How I speak and how I deliver is going to be different than how Peter does it. How Peter does it, different than Marvin does it. How Marvin does it, different than how Christina does it, or rather Mary Lynn. <clears throat> how Richard does it, going to be way different than Lena does it. How Kim does her, has her speaking and how she, how she shares is going to be different than how Dr. Shannon shares. It's just going to be different. So we all share differently. And for me, one of the ways I use is humor. Some of my humor sometimes is self-deprecating, which maybe I shouldn't do so much, but I like to have fun. So even though I was on the line and being harsh at times to people, correcting people, standing right in somebody's face and saying, sir, step back, sir, do not touch that van door. People look at me like, what? He talking to me? I said, yeah, I'm talking to you. Stop, because I'll pull the authority when I need to. No problem. I will shut the van door right in your face. No apology. Even though I had to be harsh at times, and we had a good time. It wasn't everybody that way. I always used humor. I'm in line cracking jokes. People are laughing, having fun. That's just how I roll. Even in the most serious of situations, I like humor. And so that's one lesson learned. This doesn't mean it's going to work for all of you. This doesn't mean everybody has to laugh and tell jokes. Everybody's different. But I know for me, I know for me, humor works. I love it. And that saying, Christian people are not saints. What? <laughs> Absolutely. And that step back from the bus. I don't play. I'm telling you people. Looking at the chat here. This is beautiful. So humor works for me. And again, it may not be for all of you, but I find that even if you're not humorous per se, <clears throat> as I've talked before, if as you're looking to do more and more public speaking, if you're engaging at least, engaging, that can go far. Because there's one thing that really nobody wants to hear, and that's a dry and boring delivery. Hi, welcome to Breakfast with Champions. I'm Ramon Ray. We're so glad you're here today. Nobody wants that. But if you bring a little bit of fire and hot sauce and pep to your delivery, a little bit of juice to your delivery, everybody can appreciate that. This doesn't mean you have to be the comedian of the year. This doesn't mean that. But this does mean you can use a little bit of engagement. And again, you'll see the link there. Christina put it up there. By the way, anybody who wants to get in touch with me, if I can help you in any way, shape, or form, every Thursday, by the way, at 2 p.m., I have an amazing motivational email that goes out giving you tips of life, lessons I've learned. So if you just click that link and sign up, you can see my uh, email newsletter that goes out every Thursday at 2 p.m. and uh, get to know me better and see how I can serve you. So feel free to go to RamonRay.com, by the way, to see all that information. So that was another tip. The power of human <clears throat> humor rather another tip and i touched on this before but i'm going to call it making exceptions oftentimes we feel we have to be a bit rigid we feel we have to do the thing the way we things we've done always ladies and gentlemen dear people that's not always the case um uh um alexander exemplified that today with richard Something else happened. Something else came up. Alexander, what, we, what they call in football, I think, made an audible, made a call and said, you know what? I'm going to change things up. And he had Richard on. We have to learn to be flexible. We have to learn to make exceptions. If you wake up in the morning and you say, every morning I have to have two cups of coffee, every morning I have to do it this way, and you're not able to adapt, that's going to be problematic for you. Now, does that mean that every day, you should be making ad ad adaptations every single day and not doing the discipline of your life. No, you should be. We should be disciplined people. <clears throat> Just about every single morning, I do push-ups. I do stretches. I have a cup of Cafe Bustello or some other equivalent. I have an apple. I have fruit. I do a, a workout. I read my Bible and pray. I'm pretty well-disciplined. But guess what? With no shame, the past two weeks, 
a lot of that I haven't done because I've been on a different flow. I've been on a different schedule doing volunteer work with my church. So have I had kept the principles? Have I had some sort of meditation with God? Have I done extensive workouts just to my volunteering, lifting heavy equipment, driving shuttle vans and et cetera, lifting luggages? Yes. So I've gotten the work I needed to do. But sometimes you have to be flexible. Sometimes you have to be able to make exceptions. It's so important. Health says here, I love it. Health well says, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter three, I love what you said. There's a time and place for everything. So I love that you said authority when needed, energy and fun when needed. That's right, that's right, that's right. Love it, love it. Keep the chat going. Mary Lynn says, I am my own best entertainment. <laughs> I laugh at all my own jokes. That's what you could call someone who's very comfortable with themselves. Love it, love it, love it. Yes, in discipline, order, fun, and civility, uh, health as well. Love it. Keep the chat going. Again, you can communicate via the audio when we have when we open the mic, but the chat is a great way so we can all comment as well. And as we speak, we check out the chat as well. So keep the chat coming. All right, moving forward. So being able to make exceptions, being able to navigate, being able to uh, change things and not feeling that you have to speak the same way all the time with everything you're doing, you don't have to be rigid. I must say that's one thing that I really appreciated in doing this experience, doing this volunteer work with the team <clears throat> through the power of walkie-talkies and WhatsApp groups. We operated what I can imagine ants work like. Yes, we had a leadership structure. We had the three, we had three gentlemen who were over the whole pre-convention operations, and one gentleman in particular kind of was the uh, uh, chief, as it were, bringing us all together. But guess what? There was order. Many of them deferred to me for certain things. And they, they sat at my feet in different planning meetings we had, learning from me. Many of the younger guys, I had no formal title per se, but many of them came to me with issues and didn't go directly to other leaders. And that was great. Through the microphones, the walkie-talkies, we said, hey, guys, we're going to shift and do this this way because we see there's a need here. And I listened to guys younger than me. They said, okay, Ramon, we need you here. We need, Ramon, you to move these things. Ramon, we need you to move from the desk and to do the shuttle instead. So being able to adapt is so important. Another thing I learned, working hard but knowing when to stop. Larissa Harrington talks about this quite a bit. This aspect, and, and uh, Lolita Walker talks about this, the power of the pause. Larissa Harrington calls it uh, pause so you can continue. Pause to speed up. And here's the bottom line. <clears throat> I woke up uh, at, so let's see. So I woke up at about 5 in the morning on Saturday, or 6 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, and gave my speech in Chicago. I got in a plane, flew back to Pittsburgh, and then I took a 90-minute car ride back to the place that we're at. That's Saturday. Then Saturday night, starting at about 7 or 10 o'clock, I was doing shuttle duties outside, all the yelling and screaming and all the serving. I was doing shuttle rides. The, the, our, our evening uh, prayer service ended uh, at about 4 in the morning. Four in the morning, we do like overnight fiery, fiery prayer service. So it ended at 4 in the three of three or about 3 or so in the morning. So I went to my dorm room at about four in the morning. I went to bed and I set my alarm for one hour later, 5 a.m. because there was a miscommunication and I wasn't sure anyone would be in our auditorium to greet people coming in for 6 a.m. prayer or praise worship. So I had one hour of sleep then on Sunday morning. Woke up on Sunday morning and I was executing all day long to reverse engineer and break the camp and get people on their buses. Am I recommending that people get one hour sleep over two days all the time? Heck no, that's terrible. But sometimes you have to do the extraordinary to do the extraordinary. In the chat, how many of you know what I mean? Certain times there are times where you have to keep moving on. What's up, Justin Conico? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Sometimes you have to do things that are extraordinary to get things done. And I'm curious if you've been in that position. Yeah, so I have no shame that I got about one hour of sleep because sometimes you have to perform. Now, part of that was my own problem. I didn't train and communicate with my team what I needed to be done, so I was on the ball for it. But sometimes that happens, and you have to perform at a different level, and that's what I was doing. So sometimes that's just what happens, and you have to perform at that level. So <clears throat> working hard is about knowing when you have to press on, when you have to press forward, when there's a period of time where you're like, no, there's going to be no sleep. But then sometimes you have to know when to stop. 
stop. So like this morning, there's morning praise and worship service. It's at 8 a.m., 8 a.m. to 9. I could have had somebody fill in for my BWC segment. I could have went there. I could have slept later. I could have, I could have, I could have. But I said, no, today it's time for me to stop and stay in my bed a little bit longer and join my BWC family. And so that's what I'm doing. So knowing when to stop. Another thing I learned here is not hiding your gift or said another way, leveraging what your gift is. And this is a powerful lesson for me. On our team, we have several different members of our teams and everybody has different gifts. And what I thought was that one of the best things I could be doing for my team was sitting at our operations desk and quarterbacking our shuttle operations and other operations of our large convention. But I realized in observing, there was other guys who liked to sit at the desk, other guys who liked to kind of chat and be with people, other guys who could be at the computer, other guys who liked to hold the walkie talkies. But do you know the one place that I learned and realized that people weren't doing so well? You know, unmike or put in the chat, if you can guess from a little bit you've heard, what's the one place that we had a need that other people weren't doing so well? And that kind of quote unquote, only Ramon at that time could do. It wasn't the walkie talkie. It wasn't sitting behind the desk. It wasn't being on the computer. It wasn't quarterbacking the team from the office. There was one place I was needed that other people just weren't quite doing so well. Anybody have a guess? Feel free to unmike or use the chat. What do you think it was? Let's see if anybody knows or wants to dare guess what that was. And if not, I'll just tell you the answer. Setting up the chairs, Ramon. Chairs, I'm seeing. Okay, what else? Keep going on. Anybody else? <laughs> All right, let's see. Okay, let's see the chat. So the chat says ushering, ushering. This. Yes, Lisa had it right. And y'all y'all wouldn't know, of course, because you weren't there. But Lisa, it was the shuttle operations department where I said I had to yell and scream. And there wasn't a yell, not a yell, not a yellow, not TM of yelling and screaming TM at everybody who chimed in. But it was the aspect of me being on that shuttle line, which was outside in the heat, strapping on a yellow vest because I was a supervisor, right? So I didn't have to put on a yellow vest. I didn't have to put the uniform on. I didn't have to be out there, quote unquote, doing grunt work. But people... That's where I was most needed because we had a younger team and the problem they had, TM, they had problem holding the line. People, our people, yeah, our Christian people were running over them, TM. And I often had to step there and use my bigger voice, bigger personality because the younger team didn't get the art of that yet, TM. And I had to step there and hold the people back and say, stop. No, you're not going to get it now. She'll get in there. But let me pause a minute, team. You feel what I'm saying, team? I wanted to sit down, team. I wanted to sit at the computer. I wanted to have my nice suit on and sit down and just chill inside the air conditioning. But no, my boy had to take his suit off, put on the yellow vest, and stand in the line in the sun for two or three hours with my team. Tim, what do you think about that when you hear that, if you feel what I'm saying? Listen, I've, I've done that. I've been there. And you just said it, right? I mean, it's the inexperience. Uh, and you had to insert that authority. Listen, because not only will, will, will we run you over even in church, but we'll do it in the name of Jesus. Run right over. Damn, <laughs> and that's exactly what be happening. People be like in line. And anyhow, Tim, you said it best. Let me move on. But yes, that's the part I was needed. And a helpless tip may be helpful for you. Sometimes as leaders, we want to do other things. We want to do the quote-unquote fun things. We want to do the things that are maybe a bit easier because in fairness, you've earned it. You've earned the stripes. But leaders, let me tell you, we have hidden gems and gifts. And the one thing we need to do is what, where do I need to be that quote-unquote nobody else can do? And this doesn't mean eventually you should train people. Eventually you want people to step up. But in a short time, a five-day execution of the main convention, there was no time to train people fully. They didn't have the years of experience I have. I'll be 50 years old this year. These are guys who are 17, 21, 25, the younger guys. So I had to step up at that point and bring out the Ramon Ray. Thank you, TM. You're exactly right. So next point is giving people grace to grow. So I switched roles once, and I even got in one of the vans, and I was doing actual 
shuttle duty because we have a whole team of drivers, about 100 drivers who can drive our vans at any one given time. But we had a little shortage. And so I had stepped in and do some shuttling. Now, I'm doing shuttling. One of the younger guys was on the line managing the line. He didn't know I was a shuttle driver driving it. So I roll up in the line and he's like, oh, Ramon, you're driving shuttle. But it was a good lesson because I got to see how he was operating and I got to see what was going wrong from the vantage point of a shuttle driver. And I rolled down my window and I said, yo, dude, you need to exert your voice and change the tone of your voice because he had a bit of a softer voice. Hey, everybody, hey, everybody, could you please step back? I'm like, dude, no, that's not cutting it. Bring out the line in you. And Elena Cardone, if you remember Elena Cardone, Grant Cardone's wife, she had a segment. It could have been her or Lisa Copeland, don't remember. But they had a bit of a segment of sometimes you got to bring out the lion in you. You got to bring out the lion. So I was able to encourage him and tell him, dude, you got to modulate your voice a bit and you got to bring out that lion. We all have the voice we have. We all have who we are. It's not about that. But it's about we have to bring out the lion and exert our voice a bit differently and a bit more. So that's what I had to let him know and share with him. You got to exert your voice a bit differently. Yes, Malcolm, bouncer at the event, bouncer at the event. And Prime, Katie got it right as well. Conflict resolution, which that was part of. All right, moving on to some more of the tips. You got about 15 minutes to go in this segment, and I really hope it's been useful. I hope you all are going to RamonRay.com. You can click on the link there. If you're liking what you're hearing today and you want to get my weekly email newsletter where I give motivation and tips about what's going on in my world, Definitely you want to sign up uh, at RamonRay.com. So uh, the other thing is that, as I'm touching now, is modeling the behavior that your tribe needs to see. We had planning meetings. I had scripts. I had things written down. But there was nothing better that I could show of how to do what I wanted, do it, what I wanted being done than me showing it myself. So yesterday, for example, when we were we call breaking down the campus, breaking down the campus, there's a young guy who came out in the hot sun with me, and I was re, I was taking down the GPS, taking down the shuttle signs, taking down the flashing lights on our vehicle, things like this. He came out, and I showed him what I wanted done, and he could do that, and I was able to move on and do other things. So when you want things done, people. Oftentimes the reason, <clears throat> pardon me, why your team is not doing what you want them to do or you think they should be doing, you just haven't shown them how to get it done. And that's modeling the behavior we want done, which I find is so, so important. <clears throat> Another thing that I learned as I was doing volunteer work with my church is it's so important who you're working with. That makes all the all the difference who you're working with. I just refreshed the screen. And good morning, C-Rock. Good to see you here. And Dre and Justin, of course, and Renee. Hey, good morning, brother. Good to see you, man. So who you're working with is important. What we're doing during my church convention, it's hard work. And it could be harder, of course. But it's two weeks, right? Debunking. Two weeks. Driving vans. Two weeks, it's hot in the middle of July, setting up cones. Two weeks, setting up signage. Two weeks, everybody else can serve. Everybody else is going to get meals, get lines in our cafeterias. Sometimes we don't eat. Sometimes we just eat, drink a power bar and a Gatorade and keep moving. The operations team, right? We're part of the operations team. We got to execute and serve people. But who you work with, it makes all the difference. And so what I enjoyed the two weeks, I enjoyed working with the leadership team I worked with and these young guys. We'd order from Pizza Hut, dozens and dozens and dozens of boxes of pizza, wolf it down in some water or soda, get back up, wipe our mouth with the back of our hand, rub our hands off on our jeans, and keep moving. And I love it. That's the kind of work I like. I don't want to do that work all day long every day. That's not the journey I'm in. But for two weeks, to roll with some guys and gals and get in the dirt and mud, ooh, Ramon loves that all day. Which, a side note, this is why I'm excited to work with Scott and Adam Smith. If you go to thesavageinitiative.com, by the way, thesavageinitiative.com, 
four times a year, we'll be rolling out three-day weekend experiences. And we're about ready. We've been, you know, it takes some, it's been taking us some time to get it together. But you can see thesavageinitiative.com. Thesavageinitiative.com is up right now, ready. You can click on that. <clears throat> you go to the website, rather keep my website on, but go to the website and just um, uh, click the, the button or fill out the form when you want to be notified when we go live to the point. But the point is, I love what we're doing because who we work with is important. When I look at this BWC stage, I love Dre's segments. Today, I got to drop off for a minute here. But man, Dre's segments of what he's learned through the athlete world, through being in sports, his, his aspect of motivation, of pressing on, I love Dre's segments. TM segments, first, I love TM's voice. But second, I love his segments and who he is as a person. Yin segments, oh man, I love her power. Oh, the sound of her voice is just amazing. I love what she says. She talks about finance. She talks about health. I love her segment with Justin Conoco. Oh, man, his Friday segment when he does his lives, talking about his marketing, it's amazing. And him as a human, he's just a fun dude. So I can keep going on. So I love the people that we get to work with. And that messages me from time to time. I love that. Dr. Shannon's message me from time to time. I love it. So my point is Miranda, her smile. And I can't wait, Miranda, till we do our first Curacao event with thousands of people. Miranda already met my boy in Aruba. I've been to Aruba two or three times doing big events. And, and I've been to Curacao as well. So we got Miranda here and others. So my point is, I love the people I get to work with. When Dr. O comments, I love her voice and what she shares. So my point is, is that... Um, I wouldn't be able to be here, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the people who I'm working with. So that's very, very important. Who you're working with is everything as well, the who. And if you find out that what you're doing you don't like, oftentimes it's because who you're working with. You may like what you're doing, but oftentimes who you're working with, which makes all the difference. Because, listen, life is hard, and oftentimes the things we're doing is hard work. But it's the who you're working with. Take a look at this BWC stage. The BWC stage. Many of us probably wouldn't be here if we didn't love who we're working with and serving each other. So Dre Baldwin's coming up soon. Can't wait to hear his segment, which are always, always amazing. And my last point here, when we were working together as the team, most of us worked well together. And, you know, everybody worked well together, but we have different styles of how we work. And there was a little bit of friction at times. Some of the guys came to me and said, Ramon, one of the leaders were kind of not feeling a bit. And I was honored that these younger guys had the confidence and faith and respect enough in me to bring that issue to me. I felt honored that I was one of the people. These younger guys brought me and said, Ramon, can we talk to you for a minute? So one of the guys said, listen, Ramon, we love working with you. We love your style. And man, I feel like tearing up because it was like, Ramon, we'll roll with you to the end of the world. We will eat glass with you. I was honored. But they said, this kind of other leader here, nice guy. But how he vibes, we're just not feeling it. And I think one thing this leader has to learn, didn't learn, from my perspective, in order to lead this group of guys and gals, there's two things that you have to note. We work hard and we play hard. And the other thing, you can't micromanage people too much and have a heavy hand. You got to let them bloom and carry their own ideas. So let's say we're on stage here and TM's like, you know, Ramon, listen, I want to change the script a bit, TM. Uh, Ramon, I want you to do something different. Or Justin's like, Ramon, you know, I got an idea, brother, and I want, let's do it this way now. If I've called Justin to the occasion and I've asked Justin to lead, I got to give the brother time and room to lead. I get, no, 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 Justin, use the kind of mic. No, Justin, do it this way. No, Justin, we're not going to do lives anymore. No. You got to give him time to bloom and blossom and flow within the gift that he does. So that's the other thing I learned is that as we lead teams, as you're calling people to do things, you got to give people grace to lead. And I must say, some people are automatically followers. They don't like limelight. They don't like leaving, leading. They don't like per se giving instructions. That's not quite bit what they like to do. Doing in any case, it's just not what they want to do. 
But sometimes you have people like pretty much many people on this stage are natural born leaders. Yin ain't no wallflower. Dre is not some pushover. Renee's not some, oh, okay, I'll sit back and shut my mouth and sit my tea all alone in the corner. I don't think so. Watch her IG videos. This girl can own. But we all also have to learn not only to lead, but also to follow and work as a team. And I know everybody on the stage, all the hosts on the stage, know how to work as a team. Trust me, C-Rock, you can hear his voice. He can lead. He can dominate. He can take charge. He can say, no, I got it. This is my show, my playbook, and you're going to follow what I'm saying. I have no doubt C-Rock can do that. But C-Rock can also put his behind down and say, yo, you know, Christina Howard got it. Christina, what do you want me to do, queen? You tell me, and I'll jump when you call. I know it. I know a spirit. So good leaders know how to do both. And that's what I like on this team is that we learned where to execute because we could do both. So I'm going to pause there. We've got about nine more minutes to go in this segment. Dre is coming up next. Dre Baldwin, he always brings the fire, brings the fire. And many of you have heard his segments, but if you haven't, you're in for a treat. I don't know what he's going to say, but it doesn't matter because whatever he says is amazing. So nine more minutes. Who wants to join me? And unmike, unmike, say your name. Say your name. It's really important. Just start with your name clearly so I can hear who you are and join in on any of these topics I shared about today. Go for it. Great. No one. That is fantastic. I got you. I got you. I got you. Oh, they listen. And by C the way, Rock, let me tell you people. See, Rock, I hear you. I was going to tell everybody. Anybody who doesn't want to speak in the stage is quiet. We don't mind people. Understand that. See, Rock could carry the darn stage for a whole four hours by himself. Trust me on that. We only open the stage because we're going to give time for anyone who wants to comment. And we know some people are shy, waiting for somebody else. So that's why we say, who wants to share? It's not because we can't talk or share. It's we want to give you time to enter the discussion. C-Rock, what you got, brother? Go for it. Oh, of course. Believe that. Like, we can talk for sure. You and I both. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, let, let somebody else chime in if they were ready to. So I'll no, get go, C-Rock. I'll tell you. Go. I'll get the, go. Okay, get the uh, momentum going and all that. But what you're saying is true. You got to be able to lead and be willing to be led as well. The thing is, man, like, I can't be a leader and lead people if I'm not willing to work. And willing to lead myself and be a role model so every morning i wake up i'm asking myself whose hero can i be today and remembering that i got eyes on me at all times and every single person unless you're holed up in your house in your bedroom you got eyes on you and it starts with your own eyes like how are you showing up for yourself and so i just want to throw that in there that that's 100 true and also you're 100 true when you're talking about me because i'm built for this so this is C-Rock. <laughs> C-Rock, I appreciate you being here. Anybody else want to join us? If not, it's all good. Eight minutes to go. Uh, anybody? Hi. Again, Katie, thanks for being here. Your new face on here. Love to hear from you, Katie. One day when you're ready, Katie, I'm curious about your background. Who said, hey, who's that? Talk to me. Ramon, it's Rhonda. So Rhonda, what's up? Good morning. Love. How are you? Great segment this morning. You know, one of the things that stood out for me as you were speaking is there's a saying that I like to use um, in our Leadership and Mentoring Academy that telling doesn't teach. And what I heard from you today was exactly that, that you were beyond telling, just telling people what to do. You were showing them, you were walking the talk, you were modeling, you were illustrating, demonstrating, supporting, empowering. All of that is what leadership is. So leadership is not just sitting back in your fancy suit, in the cool weather, telling people what to do, but you got to get out there sometimes. You got to get dirty. You got to roll up your sleeves. You have to show people that you can do what you're asking them to do. And that's what a true leader is. And that's what I heard from you today. So telling doesn't teach. You have to show the way. This is Rhonda. I'm complete. Hey, Rhonda, you're so true. Rhonda, I want to ask you a follow-up question. Do you find as well, Rhonda, Rhonda that what, what I found is that at this conference as well, the younger people who are inexperienced, I had to really show them, because say me and you, Rhonda, I can hear the experience in your voice, the power in your voice. I'm not going to have to tell you. If I tell you, Rhonda, I got 10,000 people on there, get it done. You're going to know to delegate. You're going to know to get people. You're going to know SOPs. You've been there, done that. Ramon, I got it. I got the 10,000 people. But Rhonda, 13-year-old Rhonda, 14, 15, 16, 21-year-old Rhonda, 
you 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 have no clue about delegation. You didn't know you have to raise your voice a different way, a different situation. So you have to be shown it. I had to realize that, Rhonda, I was getting a bit frustrated, but I had to pause and say, wait a minute, I'm a 50-year-old 50 50 -year grown man, started four companies. This is a 21-year-old kid in college. He's probably not done this before. It's new for him. I got to show him. So Rhonda, talk about that for a minute. Take 10 seconds and did you? And if you disagree, no problem. But do you find that's the case sometimes? No, absolutely. You're right, Ramon. And I think what you're saying is really important for everyone to hear. And I have to remind myself of this frequently. Um, the level of experience matters. It doesn't matter if you're talking about hiring people for your business or if you're asking them to set up it and manage a convention. By the way, I recently had that experience with a company as well. So I get the whole convention and shuffling people one yes, way to the other. Yes. Um, I had that experience also. But it truly is about having people, when you tell someone to do something, do you ask for um, feedback? Do you say, okay, now tell me what that is you heard? Because what they hear, Ramon, when you say go delegate, what they hear is wah, 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 <laughs> right? They're like, what the heck is that? So you have to, as a leader, be clear. Take the time to see what they understand about what you're saying, and then you can walk them forward. And I will say, this is not just 19-year-olds. I have 50-year-old leaders who we have to do the same thing with, but it really is about courtesy and respect and not assuming that they know what you mean, but taking the time as a leader to ensure that they understand what you mean. Rhonda, thank you so much. And by the way, Dr. Clydeen, we see your comments. Rhonda, Dr. Clydeen says, I love the conversation about having grace to meet people where they are. Florina says um, a lot of good things as well. So moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. All right, who wants to unmike? Say your name. Hey, Tracy, good morning. Hey, Shantae. Beautiful smiling face. Shantae, go for it. Hey, Ramon, I had to put it, and I was joking, but also very serious. Like, y'all, he, I'm a Floridian, and any Floridian can tell you, if you've ever been to the Northeast in July, that's some disrespectful heat out there. <laughs> what you showed them, <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all got some disrespectful heat. And I'm, I'm in Miami, so you know we used to it. But good God, you showed them commitment. Like, you showed them what consistency and dedication, like, above all of the other leadership principles, you showed them what commitment looks like. You got out there in some disrespectful heat and continued to serve. So I think that's going to go way further, even with, you know, you demonstrating to them how to do something, but that commitment and that consistency, that's what I took away from it. So thank you, brother. Woo! Uh, Shantae, you're welcome. I have a follow-up question. Hey, um, uh, Heather, good to see you here. Shantae, a follow-up thought for you is that another thing that happened, Shantae, and I'd like to know your thoughts on this. There was a young gentleman there, you know, again, most of these are young guys and young girls, really young, most of them are. Um, and maybe he was 20, 19, and Shantae, what he was saying was good. He would be like, move your car, move your car. Hey, turn the walkie-talkie off. But what he was, it was a bit always harsh, and I use the word harsh, but my harsh is, I'm probably using the wrong word with grace, but Shantae, he was a bit like gritting people, because he would like, even his elders, he would like just point at them differently. And so Shante, what I had to do is even, even though I said I spoke harsh, I had to pull him aside and say, dude, thank you for the, what you're saying. You're telling people to stop in the crosswalk. But I think what it was, Shante, he had a bit of arrogance is what I heard. Maybe that's what I'm getting at as I'm saying it. I'm, I'm diagnosing what we could do better for next year. What he was saying was good and the, the, the strength of it was good. But I think I picked up a bit of 100% arrogance and I had to help him dial that down, and he received it. Shante, what do you think? I'm not even sure if I'm if I'm explaining it correctly, but anything you have on that, Shante, what I'm trying to express? Oh, absolutely. So I run health fairs, and I have a young lady. She's excellent. Like, she can hold it down. She's firm when she needs to, but she's a bit heavy-handed. I always put her on the door of entry because, you know, sometimes teachers try to come off schedule and all that kind of things, and it throws off the whole flow, and I'm just one of one. So I've had to have that kind of conversation, you know, as well with her. I mean, she's great, but it was just also piping her down because she is, you know, basically under me. She leads everything, gets to boss the students around and, you know, she maintains that schedule and the flow because I know she's capable of it. So I think that's great that you had that conversation because I noticed a change with her when I had that conversation, you know, with her as well. So I think it's necessary. Thank you. 
Oh, you're welcome, Dr. Shante, and thank you. We'll take one or two more quick shares. If anybody wants to, you don't have to, but if anybody wanted to chime in and share what I, what you heard me say today or give a comment, a piece of advice, you're welcome to. And by the way, Melanie, welcome. I see the Mom Link logo in your profile, Melanie. Always love the Mom Link in the room. Mom Link does some great things, so do find the Mom Link. We'll do one more share. If anybody else wants to unmite, say your name, you're welcome to join if you wish. All right, all right, all right. Ramon, With it's that, Rhonda. Yeah. I'm just, Rhonda, I just please. want to add one more I thing love based it. on what Shante yeah. just said. So you can mess up a message that is exactly accurate because of your delivery. So I love that you had that conversation with the young man because it doesn't matter what you say if the way that you say it is not able to be received well. And so we all have to step back for a moment. We could have the exact right message, but if the way we deliver it is wrong, it will be lost. Rhonda, you know, I'll share one more thing with you, Rhonda. You should join me every Monday. We should have the Rhonda Ramon show. But Rhonda, um, is that what I liked is that I didn't want to lose him as well, meaning taking this lesson to a larger degree like a company, he was solid. All he needed was some training. This guy in six months, a year, he's going to be a baller. He just needed, because he received it, right? He just needed refinement because he had the voice. He knew what was what I wanted done. He had the system done. He just needed refinement. What do you think about that, Rhonda? Absolutely. And you know what? We all need that every now and again. So thank goodness that there was a mentor, uh, somebody that cares enough to share that with him because he can stand in his own power. But none of us are perfect. We all need to receive the message. So I agree absolutely 100%. If you are there and you see someone delivering in a powerful, amazing message in the wrong way, pull them aside and give them a little feedback. That feedback could change their life. I love it. Rhonda, feel free to join me any Monday. I love rolling with you. All right, Dre, if you want to change your link, brother, while I'm closing out here a bit, you're welcome to, Dre. Give people time to get that last sip of water, change the link, refresh the screen. Dre's coming up next. But everybody, again, my name is Ramon Ray. Started four companies, sold two companies in the process of building a new business with Scott Simons, Adam Smith, in the process of building a brand new website, going through due diligence to sell Smart Hustle. Other things in the work for me. I'm doing good, having a great time in life. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.